Hi, Matt. Oh, Sean's back too. Yeah. What up, pimp? Good stuff. Great yes. stuff. Just stop mm-hmm. talking as soon as everyone gets back. The most yep. compelling mm-hmm. shit. Once we uh, mm-hmm. once we start recording, it's just like it just flows out of us yeah. so effortlessly and interestingly. Mm-hmm. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros from Belmar, New Jersey. It's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, ain't nobody dope as him. He's just so fresh, so clean. It's Mr. Tim Hansen. So fresh and so clean. Hmm. I love when you stab at me. Uh, what is going on, guys? Uh, you know, you know, just, just living, yeah. just living, dude. I'm living, dude. <laughs> what are you doing over there? I'm dining. <laughs> I'm living. That's what you do in your living room. I, if I'm in the guest bedroom, does that mean I'm guesting? I'm guesting, bro. You're rooming. <laughs> I'm rooming. Yeah. You're rooming. Yeah, that's fine. I'm in the basement. Mm. I guess you could be basing, but I mean, I think, I think this, I think this bit's basement. I think it's mid. 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 What dog water? Mm-hmm. Is it dog water? Another zoomer uh, thing? Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I got all quick, man. Like dog water. I'm like, what's that dog water? Like, <laughs> yeah. you could tell me, you could put any two nouns together and be like, yo, this is Zoomer slang. And I'd be like, yeah, man, those fucking crazy kids. <laughs> Look at those them. Crazy bro. kids. Look at them. Yeah. Like, banana bandana. Oh, man, fucking banana bandanas. All they do is talk about banana bandanas. <laughs> those kids. I'm pretty sure yeah. that was a joke, right? Is that not one I. <laughs> Great question, I don't know. Tim. Great question. Welcome to the award-winning Bros A podcast. It's available on all major podcasting platforms, and here's the premise of our show. Bits. Bits and bits and bits and bits and bits. We're four bros. We each come with a question each episode that we want to discuss with our respective other bros. Could be about anything. Could be about current events, pop culture. Could be about uh, hypothetical questions we've been considering. Life, the universe, or anything. But whatever question we ask, we all answer it with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth. And you out there in listener land, if you want your question answered on the air, you should email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first and foremost, we have to discuss what we're drinking tonight. Rich Sweeten, let's start with you. What are you drinking? I am drinking the Wine of Apples Hard Cider, Original Sin Hard Cider. Uh, it's pretty good. 
My my tummy doesn't feel great, so I'm just trying to keep it light on the drinking today. Mm-hmm. Got to tend to the tummy. Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Barefoot White Zinfandel, uh, 9% alcohol bro volume uh, rosé. It is incredibly sweet. Uh, and it is, but for me specifically, incredible nostalgia. So if you either want something that's very sweet or to know what it feels like to be drunk on a Tuesday night, Barefoot White Zinfandel from California. Tim Hansen, what about you? I am drinking the Bogle Family Vineyards Pinot Noir. Uh, it's very good. Um, it's I wouldn't say it's like a like stellar or out of this world Pinot Noir. It's ju- it's just very good. Um, and if you are very big into sustainability and buying into products that that's a big focus for them, then uh, these are this is your Pinot Noir. Hmm. I'm also drinking Bogle Vineyards. I'm drinking Bogle Vineyards uh, Essential Red. It's a red wine blend. It's pretty good. It's actually one of the drier uh, red wine blends that I've had. Very little on the on the sweet end of things, which is fine for for a red. Um, let me take another sip of this real quick. Yeah, um, I gave some flowery praise for this one in the last episode uh, because I do like a good red wine blend. I still do like this one. I don't think it's my favorite red, even of Bogle's. Bogle's had, uh, I've had a couple of their Bogle reds before and I I think I like them more than the red wine blend. Something a little bit sharp about this one. Uh, Not not quite doing it for me, but overall, it's a red wine blend and I'm I'm not going to be too opposed to it either way. All right. Who's got a question? Brosequestions at gmail.com. If you out there in listener land want your question answered on the air, we do have a listener question in our inbox, guys. You want to open up the mailbag? I think we should open up the mailbag. Yeah, yeah. Tim, Tim, can you just just open up that bag, please, that we keep our mail in? Sure. Let me me just pick that up real quickly. Look at that sack Ah. out. There we go. There we go. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Uh, We have a letter that we received in the mail, (laughs) Tim. We just got a letter. We just got. I wonder who it's from. Oh, I know who it's from. (laughs) Yeah. How do we want me to do it? (laughs) I I think we're waiting for you. I thought you were just opening the envelope. So we got a letter from. He's got a special envelope opening knife that he does. He's not going to tear it open with his hands in case there's something inside. He's looking for a knife. He wears his knife. Mm-hmm. He was ready with the bag, but he's not ready. There you go. There's I mean, it's 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 opener. just my wine opener, but it's got a blade yeah, on yeah. it. This will work great. Hey, you gotta just cut that bad boy open. You don't know, maybe there's a check inside. You don't want to tear that check in half. It's a real weird because normally there's like almost always a knife within like arm's reach, or like I can visibly see one. And I think Raises they've all migrated answers, to Tim, a table in my bedroom. Um, so it's always a knife in reach. Yeah. Right. Um, so. Much like we had for so long, we have a uh, wonderful listener question and one of our most prolific question askers, the one, the only, Charlie Brem. Um, so I, I have a little bit of behind the scenes info on this question, okay? Um, because uh, I, I may, prior to your your guys's session recording without me, I may have gotten a text of. 
holy shit when are you guys text when are you guys recording mm-hmm. i sent a very drunk email and i was like oh cool <laughs> um so i thought you guys might do it without me glad you didn't so the mr charlie brem with the most pertinent of questions what is the nickelback of bananas he forgot his subject is no no trust me oh yeah totally i totally forgot that subject no no trust me what is the nickelback of bananas i am genuinely at a loss for what this even means these are this is a sentence certainly it is so it is a sentence (laughs) hear me out hear me out the nickelback of bananas are bananas because nickelback is a band that everyone will hate on but everyone will listen to they are successful but everyone is just going to sit there and talk shit on them bananas are delicious Everyone buys them, but real banana flavor is fucking disgusting. All fake banana flavor is actually what legitimate banana flavor tastes like. Because the bananas we eat nowadays are genetically modified bananas to taste that way. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. I have. That is not the origin of the flavor of bananas, and I will fucking fight you. But the but the but the fake banana flavor is the flavor of original bananas. Correct, but it's not because of fucking GMOs. It's because they were all grown in one place and they all burnt to the fucking ground, Richard. And they have been they they really that strain of banana physically doesn't exist, but it's not because of GMOs. Don't do that. But that strain of bananas were mod they were made to be able to grow elsewhere. I'm not saying it's like they they you can crossbreed and that is modifying and it's genetically modifying. You can crossbreed that to modify it to where it can grow elsewhere. That is genetically that is modified. That's not how you presented that, and that is but bad is, that is that is that is how you that is genetic. It, it was still technically genetically modified. It has been they have been modified. However, You're being a twat, but continue. However, <laughs> bananas, real banana flavor, is the nickelback of bananas because bananas themselves everyone loves and they're delicious, but real banana flavors no one likes because. Tell me, show me someone who likes fake, like artificial banana flavor on 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 food, my or mom. on candy. My mom, she's my wrong. Mom's, my mom's favorite runts are the banana runts. <sighs> what? Oh, it, actually, banana runts are great. She is a she is a banana flavor person. I am not, so I can I can get behind that. That fake banana <laughs> flavor is a nickelback of bananas. So well, I don't fake know real like old timey real banana flavor. But, whatever, fake banana flavor. Is maybe artificial banana flavor? Yeah, is, artificial, is, artificial is, banana flavor. Because because there are, as there are, hardcore, uh, Nickelback fans. There are also people who very much like artificial banana flavor. Mm-hmm. I would argue, and so that's that's where I think it's that's where the like the crossover is. I guess so, there are there are diehards. I don't know if I agree with how we're portraying this simply because, yes, everyone jokes about Nickelback, but they are one of the most, like, most sold bands ever. Mm. So, like, would you say the same about artificially flavored banana things? No. Up up until the point of, like, everyone loves to trash on it, yes, I'm on board with it. But it's not the best sold of whatever it is. Well, I mean, so, the like, best sort of whatever like, it is, eh. I would say, would be plantains, which are kind of maybe bananas. I like They're plantains bananas. more than bananas. 
Well, plantains but, better selling yeah. than regular bananas, though. Probably I don't think not. so. No, no, they are not. And the, a regular banana is called a Cavendish banana, hmm. according to this list of ten types of bananas that I found. Oh, this one has thirteen types. Oh thirteen my God. bananas. <clears throat> That's yeah. too many bananas. Not to get I'm, self-referential I'm, here, but I would say that the Nickelback of bananas is Chiquita bananas. I think you might be right. There you go. Isn't it Chiquita? I, Chiquita. No, no, that was who, something. Who else. would say such a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Rich, I, I, I know this is hard. This is not the way to pronounce the word. I, I, I genuinely want to know what Charlie's answer to this would be. I, I want to know what his question is. He was, like mini bananas? Yeah, the, the Nickelback of bananas. Because like, that's the thing. Like immediately I was like, oh, well, pick a different kind of fruit. But no, it's the Nickelback of bananas. It's a, it's a variant of banana that he thinks most resembles the Canadian hard rock band Nickelback. Mm. No, yeah. Not to blow up his spot, but he did send it to us. He was drunk at 1 a.m. on a Sunday. Uh, <laughs> 1.08 a.m. Sunday, October 8th. Yeah, I, w- I will try and record his response <laughs> to this question when I see him next week. <laughs> or in two weeks. I, we get we get so much spam in that, it is like impossible yeah. to find real questions. I'm sure we've missed some because of how much spam we get. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Um, any other thoughts on what the Nickelback of Bananas is? I love Bananas. Me too. I one banana buy bananas a day. every time I go for a shop. Man, yeah. Hell yeah. It's like the how you remind me of fruit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at the photographs. Okay, every time you bite into it, you're like, holy shit, man. I don't even. I don't need to eat another fruit ever again as long as I live. Same way when you listen to the chorus of how you remind me. You're like, I don't need to listen to any other music for the rest of my life because I've got this chorus. <laughs> uh, see? It's the same thing. Hmm. All right. Who's got a question then? Of the um, four of us. I have a question that I don't think this is the right audience for the question, but I figured I like I'd it. ask it um, because it's been bothering me for a while. So what is the deal with Taylor Swift? Um, like, (laughs) like, what, what am I, what am I missing? (laughs) I, so I, Taylor Swift puts out some really catchy songs. I don't want to, I'm not trying to disparage Taylor Swift or anybody who really likes Taylor Swift, any Swifties. Like I live your, live your best life. If that's, if this is what your special interest is, more power to you. But I genuinely just don't, I don't understand why people care so much about what she's doing. I, I just don't I don't understand. Un- I don't understand why I see more Taylor Swift than I do the actual football game when she's at a Chiefs game. I do. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, I understand why, but I just don't get... I understand why that happens, but I just don't understand yeah. what the... Like, what is the secret? What am I... There has to be something that I'm missing... In, in the fandom of Taylor Swift that is so attractive to so many people because it's not even like, there's not even like a real, it doesn't seem like it's a real age-gated thing where it's like no. every girl 18 to 25 because like there are Swifties who are our ages, you mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. 
And I saw I'm somebody just, made the joke um, that Taylor Swift is like fish for soccer moms, and I. Kind of <laughs> <love> that. <laughs> that's that's yeah. such a good one. Yeah, there was because this has been this has been on my mind for a I long mean, time because Mary was like, a, like two years ago was like, what she asked me what she was like, what do you think about Taylor Swift? And my genuine response was, I don't. And it wasn't meant as a slight of Taylor Swift. It was just like, I just don't think about her. But now yeah. she's like in my face all the time. So I have to be aware of her. And I just don't, I don't understand what about her sets her apart to the point that, I mean, like, and to be clear, again, I have nothing against Taylor Swift. Really good on her for re-recording all her old mm-hmm. albums and getting, like, getting her bag, you know, like. She deserves all the success in the world. She she works really hard, and again does write catchy songs. But I just don't like out of every other pop idol, I don't understand why it's her. Uh, I have absolutely no idea, and I've tried to have this conversation with Swifties, and it got nowhere. Do they not like, know? Like either? oh. Well, well, no, the, the, like hardcore Swifties. Like, I uh, there's a former core coworker who um, she actually got me Brose uh, coasters when we were working together because she was oh. so she never listened to us, but she got them because she's like, "This is a thing oh, you do," and I thought help. this was a great idea. Was that, is that um? She's on. She was. She was on Twitter. Stutz Molly. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Big big ups to her. That's mo- she was where I got most of my Taylor Swift information. I love following her on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I don't I I don't know if I've seen any of her Twitter stuff, but I all um I still listen to I. She pops up in my TikToks all the time, um, and she sends me TikToks all the time. Um, but it's like she's really, 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 really into Taylor Swift, and like I've I've listened to her like go off on like oh my god this huge thing happened and it was like that story amounted of nothing that mm. a song came out what's so great about this song is it catchy yes i'm not gonna fight that much like you sean like i'm not gonna say no oh, your music sucks mm. i'm just also not gonna sit here and be like it's amazing it's super like she has a lot of bops she's got a lot of like very catchy mm-hmm. songs and i legitimately don't understand and the only responses i get is well she put up with a bunch of shit and she did this whole thing i was like yeah but she already had the following which empowered her and gave her the backing to be able to do that like if this had not been such a huge poster board thing because she already had that all those swifties like going to fucking bat and making a big deal about it that never would have happened well highly unlikely would have happened in the way that it did let alone catapult her into this huge thing so i and and all of them are just like no it's a great song it's like uh, it's a good song are you going to tell me this isn't the best song in the world yeah i am because it's not like it's perfectly good i'm not going to argue with you it is so i I, and literally nothing absolutely nothing it's like well she had a hard life and it's like did she pretty sure daddy paid for her first album recording and all that stuff like she she was not down like downtrodden um and was like better off than literally all of you in high school and growing up so like no it's not that um so so i it blows my mind 
and I don't get it. Mm. So same, same. I'm in the same boat. I don't fucking get it. But also, I'm not disparaging because, like, if you you like what you like, go at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to yuck your yum. I absolutely not. I fully Taylor Swift like seems like a decent person. I guess I don't know. She hasn't shat the bed. She hasn't milkshake ducked or anything. But I don't like. I just don't. I don't know. I don't understand it. And that's. I think it's okay. It's just not for me. It's. It is not for me. And I think that's that's okay too. You know. Yeah, if I were to hazard a guess, there's there's certainly just like a cult of personality <laughs> element where it's just like once the ball's rolling, like you kind of just get wrapped up in it. Where like, oh well, other people are into Taylor Swift, maybe I should figure it out. And like, you just start get obsessing over minute details. And like, I don't <laughs> know. If I had to guess, some of the especially some of the stuff that's like the the like obsessing over the stuff off the albums, off the tours, like the, the tabloidy stuff is the same reason why anybody gets obsessed with any particular celebrity over a tabloidy kind of thing where it's just like, sometimes if stuff is hard in your own life, it's a lot easier to just be like, let's obsess over somebody else's life. And we'll get into details of that. Um, musically, I think her music is largely inoffensive, which is helpful. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> not, you know, it's definitely her inoffensive. big, her, her big artistic move over the last few albums was to get Jack Antonoff to produce it, which is like, <laughs> it's like, it's like saying like, you know, what would go good with this white bread milk. Uh, like <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, Oh, Man, I love mayonnaise. oh my God. I love me some mayonnaise. Give me some, it's like, yeah, Jack Antonoff's a good Do producer, not compare her like, to mayonnaise. I will fight you. <laughs> mayonnaise light, is delicious. Light mayonnaise. Uh, Fuck you. <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i, I think it, yeah it, as you said this is not a the four of us are not the target audience so it's we're, mm-hmm. we're sort of on the outside looking and going like wow these people like her um but i think it's 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 largely inoffensive music and she's a largely genial personality and yeah nobody's found a reason to hate her yet uh she's trying to cross over into every market which is why uh her publicity team, along with the Kelsey publicity team, has arranged this sham relationship that, uh, <laughs> that she, <laughs> that the two of them are in right now. Coincidentally, time with Taylor Swift's world tour and the release of of Jason Kelsey, Travis's brother's uh, documentary about his life and the ascendant rise of their podcast. Surely, those things are not connected in any way, where they just happen to meet randomly at that point in a, a gigantic crossover event when both their stars are ascending. It's- Weird. We're going to find out years down the line that uh, Travis had no idea that that was actually the thing and he l- thought this was all real. <laughs> Travis Kelsey is like, he's like a shade above Gronk as far as like the like, we expect so little out of him. Even though I think Travis Kelsey's probably got a good head on his shoulders, but like, he's he's got that lunk headed like behavior to him where he's just like, yeah, I could believe anything that this guy thought was the right thing to do. There, uh, there is a there's a pretty nice meme about Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. where people keep being yeah. like, "Look at these old tweets," and it's just like, "Saw yep. squirrel today." Yeah, saw yeah. squirrel. Lol. Well, and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thinking about going to McDonald's. You know, I'm getting that Big Mac, boy. <laughs> <laughs> just absolutely that's, the that's, most inoffensive. Just stuff. like an 18 year old dude on Twitter at college, just like talking about the food he's going to eat, which is exactly <laughs> what I was doing it. 20 yeah. talking about like about to go get this filet of fish bitch <laughs> damn straight yeah yeah i i don't know i feel the same way 
as I felt about Britney Spears, Beyonce, Madonna. Like I don't, I don't care. They're famous because they're famous. They they may make good music. They're in that like everyone loves them field, and I just. It's, it's not, like you said, it's not for me. I'm not the target audience. The only thing I can think about when it comes to Taylor Swift is, like, she she is writer or co-writer in pretty much every song that she writes, that she sings. Pretty much. There's, there's several that she doesn't. There's some covers and things like that that she's not. But for the most part, she's writer or co-writer on every song. Like, she just, she just happens to, ha like you said, have a good publicist team. And... Everyone just, every everybody who can connect to her music just connects with it. It has not. I don't think it has anything to do with her childhood because Tim, like you said, people are saying, "Oh, she had a rough childhood." I literally looked it up. She grew up on a on a freaking Christmas tree farm in Why I'm Missing PA until she. Not was that 14. I've ever heard that. It's just normally people are like, "Well, I, I support a struggling artist who came from a rough background." Like that's uh, the that's the typical thing where you have that real deep yeah. connection, yeah. and it's like, nope, wasn't that? No, no, no. Every time she does a tour, she her, brings the bootstraps that she pulled herself up on to, to every one of her concerts. They're bedazzled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like I I feel like <laughs> this might be dumb to say. I feel like because of the Kanye shit fifteen years ago. People are still all about defending Taylor Swift because of the uh, Beyonce had the best album of all time bullshit at the VMAs and him taking her thunder. Mm. People started defending her, blindly defending her, and then just got obsessed. And then she just grew this empire. And well, it, it, she has, in her in defense, she has been taken advantage of by many yeah. dudes. Like yeah, she's she. So I think. I think for a woman to see another woman succeed in in spite of all of the dudes who are trying to hold her down, I think that can be inspirational. I guess, not not mm -hmm. I guess. I know that would if I I think I think for sure this is just cementing for me that we're just not like four straight dudes are not gonna get the same thing. It's like watch it like us watching the Barbie movie, right? Like it can it's a good movie. I like the Barbie movie. Oh, I love the Barbie movie. <laughs> I think it's a wonderful movie. But you, we're funny. not gonna we're not gonna get the same thing out of it as a woman would. Sure. sure. You know. Are you guys Kenoff? So, like, are y'all Kenoff? Yeah, we are Kenoff. All I know. If you want to, if you want to know the answer to that question, you can find me in my no Mojo Dojo Casa house. <laughs> All I know is that the patriarchy had nothing to do with horses. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Ryan Gosling deserves a goddamn Oscar for that. It seems so good. I, in that movie. I actually have. I haven't not seen, seen it, yet. it yet. I only saw Oppenheimer. It's very good, and it's one of those. You movies only saw that, like, half the get. half the uh, half the series. Yeah. <laughs> I saw half too, but I saw one half of Barbie and one in the second half of Oppenheimer. That was <laughs> oh, that's a terrible mix. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Ken really was a monster. Yeah. Um, Alice watched what? the Barbie movie today. She loved it. Can am become death? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can I am death destroyer of worlds? <laughs> oh god! My job uh, is and become death. <laughs> but <laughs> but I, I will I will add about this Taylor Swift conversation right now. Sean, somebody who's good at what they do that aren't a shitty person. Taylor, Taylor Swift. Swift. She mm -hmm. doesn't seem like it. 
No, it doesn't seem like She's it. At least I kept appreciate it under the point wraps. you made about her re-recording her albums and getting ownership back. And I do appreciate um, that piece, which she's doing for the music industry, which is making sure that every record label writes into new artist contract. They can't re-record their album for 50 yep. years <laughs> to, yeah, to yeah, make yeah. sure that this doesn't happen again. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Mm. Ruining it for everyone, T-Swift. Yeah, well, it's yeah, she's, I mean, yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Here. Who's next? Who's got a question? I got a dumb one that I don't think anyone's going to have an answer to. Sounds great. The, I'll, I'll, I'll ask the question and I'll explain my basis for the question. Have you ever had something that was either important to you or you were really hype about it and then you've talked to other people and they had no idea what you were talking about uh, just for like years down the line to hear, oh, like this is like one of the pivotal developments in this thing, or this is like top five of this thing, or and somehow everyone you've ever known and grew up around were just like, what? And the reason I'm bringing this up is my favorite Sega Genesis game of all time <laughs> is called it's called Gunstar Heroes. Oh, I love that. Hell game. yeah. Okay, you are the first people I've ever talked to that know what the fuck that is. And I have brought this up. I did not play when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. I have a Sega Genesis collection on the the Switch that Gunstar Heroes is on there. And I'd heard that name. And I was like, oh, I've heard this is a good game. It was probably from me. (laughs) It it may have been from you. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a good game. It's a good game. It's Um, not my favorite game, but it's a good game. Yeah. I got it in an emulator. Tim, Tim, you can just at me when you're talking about me, okay? You can at me. Did we talk about this when we were playing the other day? No, but I you mentioned that you love Gunstar Heroes, Heroes, and I said I never played it on my retro stream on Monday. Mm. You can can just at me when you're talking about me. Now I remember where this question started. I wasn't (laughs) mad at you because it was like, but but okay. So my point is, I grew that that was nothing new. I'm used to people having no idea what I'm talking about. And then I was looking up something, and it's like consistently in the top 10, top 20 Sega Genesis games of all time, and like was uh, like developed certain approaches to creating sprites in uh, that was used in all sorts of games. It was the launch game for a specific developer of video games that broke away from uh, not Bandai, not Activision. I don't know some some other big name uh, game developer at that time that almost exclusively worked with Nintendo, and they're like, "No, we want to work with on the Genesis because this thing does things better than any other system at this point in time." Um, and 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 I'm reading all these things. So I was like, "Yes, yes," and then like, and Vector Man's took this from this, and. Uh, Mortal Kombat took this from this and this did this and I was like everything is stolen from this game that no one knew existed um, so it was just like one of those extreme validation moments uh, but but it is also one of those games that like it's uh, it was on the Xbox Live Arcade for the 360 which was an amazing port and I was super excited when I had that I will say Martha and I played the Switch port and uh, we we lagged it out so much that it crashed um i guess it just doesn't like being played two player it can't track that many things happening which to me is hilarious that a sega genesis 16-bit thing from 1987 or whatever 
could play this game flawlessly, but a Nintendo Switch is just like, I it's, can't compute. It's no it's the emu it's the emulators on the Switch are just terrible. Nintendo doesn't yeah. know how to emulate. So if you can get your hands on, uh, I think that there's a I think there's a I don't know if it's still an Xbox Arcade somewhere. It probably is. I'll, I'll copy my 360 hard drive and give it to you guys. <laughs> um, or there's like there there are different other ports uh, of physical copies of the game that were done before that. So highly recommend. But have you ever had something that you were so passionate about, no one had any idea what you were talking about, just to be super validated later? Monster Hunter World won RPG of the Year the year it came out. Mm. No one cares about Monster Hunter <laughs> except for me, really. Um, no. Uh, a kind of opposite not that it may not not that it like it not that it these things that i liked were like the hits for these companies but like most of the people i went to high school with it turns out that they were all fans of anime but they were all closet anime fans and didn't want to talk about it because it was nerdy and they didn't want to do nerdy things in high school but like i was like the biggest outspoken nerd and like kind of was ostracized for being an outspoken nerd and now it turns out like oh yeah everyone loves demon slayer everyone loves this anime and that anime and i'm like where were you when i was in my formative years gaining all this anxiety and being made fun of for having fandom and nerd shit come on now they were all in my dorm My whole dorm was like, we had all of the video game systems, we watched all of the animes, we had all the weekly chapter updates, and we also had the high, the highest GPA on campus. I, People were like, what the fuck? You're cheating. And it's like, no, we're just great. I, I, I'm... I am, what, 15 years since I graduated high school, and I'm just finding out that people I graduated with were as big fans of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as I was. That they have... M- like memorabilia from the show and i'm like where were you in high school like why weren't we friends what the hell's going on Hmm. vindication vindication i am selfish i am wrong also vindicated it's a great song yeah Mm. I was just thinking of uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Vindication! I don't know. Like, something I liked that no one else got and then like later on was like, oh my god, this is actually really good. That's really, that's really tough. I'm not sure. I mean, when I was younger, in high school, I liked Avenged Sevenfold. And then they came out with a couple albums in a row that were like genuine, like we're getting on the radio kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, oh, I'm there first. But I, I don't know if they ever hit that level of mainstream approval where I was like, yeah. No, nobody's coming back and be like, oh, Casnell was right about the Vince Sevenfold. Uh, mm. Didn't happen. So mm. um, that, that is hard. I think it's probably like the closest thing would be like with music. I think like liking System of a Down. Oh. Back in high school is very. I'm, I was vindicated now because everyone was well, like, not everyone, but there was a there was a significant amount of people who were like, "This new metal, so it is garbage," because it all got lumped in with like Limp Bizkit. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but this is like one of the most unique 
like it, like it, it, that is part of it but there's so much else there right. so i think it's probably right. that or like i got real into like the cure and stuff in high school mm-hmm. because and i don't but and like that was like something that a lot of people got into in college like so i was just like a little bit before when it was appropriate because my dad because i got into the cure in high school because robert smith did a guest spot on like when self-titled and my dad had a cure my dad was into the cure so he had a he had an album that i would listen to over and over again and so like people were like listen to like listening to boys don't cry and i'm like and like and that is a great song but i was listening to like their their first their greatest hits from like the very beginning of their career which was like a bunch Mm -hmm. of weird robert smith killing an arab yeah killing an out killing an arab (laughs) yeah Yeah. songs about the stranger the song is about the book it's not about (laughs) anything else it's not about uh yeah it's not it's not about it's not about the other it's not about it's not about the title (laughs) so nobody a big pinkly smooth fan or something like that Mm mm-hmm well, Pinkly Smooth, I don't think ever really like it was like again, that was another one where it wasn't like Pinkly Smooth got a bunch of redemption or so. Pinkly Smooth is the side project of the drummer and the guitarist from Event Sevenfold. It's like this like weird, like Danny Elfman offshoot, like bizarro jazz creepy music. Which is it's fine, but like I again I don't think we were there was a, anyone ever had a reckoning with Pinkly Smooth. Like, boy, this is actually Kaz, no, we owe you an apology because you were on board with the Pinkly Smooth thing early on. Early on, when you brought up Avenged, I was just like, "What's more obscure? <laughs> What's more obscure than that is a Pinkly Smooth?" Yeah, this, they were. I knew good. the Rev had like that side project, and I thought Sinister Gates was on it. I was like, "What? What's that thing? It's hit, Goblin yeah. Rock. What's it called?" Goblin Rock. Yeah, that's that's that is the word that they use. It was it was like it was it was Danny Elfman. It was Danny Elfman music for metalheads. Oh, boy. Stuff I was justified by. Andrew WK. I mean, I like being justified by stuff, yeah. (laughs) Andrew WK. That's an interesting one, because I remember when he first came out. That's actually a good pick, because when he first came out, it was just like, what the fuck is this? Like, because it was just like, what if it, what if Def Leppard was stupider? Like at the beginning, uh, and then like later, it's like actually this is a pretty impressive feat of like production and pop songwriting, and he be he he developed a bit of a cult of personality as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's an interesting one. And then like in retrospect, I think the review, I think. The opinion of his his earliest earliest albums is much more favorable than it was when it first came out. If I for sure, guess. for sure. Mm. Was when it's time to party, we will always party hard. Always. Any other uh, anything else? Anything else you felt vindicated by or stuff that you liked, other people didn't like, and then later you found out like, oh, this, it was a good idea for me to like it. Aside from no. the fact that it gave you personal satisfaction in the moment. Mm-mm. Nothing. Nothing I can think of. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're running a little bit long, so I'm not going to ask the really depressing question. Uh, Dang it. <laughs> really. Dang it. I'm so I, You know, I, I have you know, a silly let start, question. Let me, let me start I have the next a silly episode question. with it. How about that? Okay. Okay. I'll we'll start it. the next episode with my, my, my heavier question, just because I... I, I 
again, we're at 45 minutes. I don't want this to be like an hour and 30 minute long episode. And I suspect I'm not positive, but I suspect it's going to be a, a bit of a lengthy discussion. So uh, okay. that's a tease for you out there looking to get into Ooh. the business, the business of potting. It's called a tease. Mm-hmm. It means next <laughs> week you have to listen for this. Uh, all right, Rich, what do you got? All right. I'll go then. Yeah, sure. Uh, where is it at? Um, oh, what wish celebrity are you? So I had I was watching a streamer Triumph and the insult comic dog, Brandon and Ruth. Dog. Brandon Ruth, who's that? He was the he was Superman, but in the oh, he was only in that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he was he was he played Adam in uh in the CW verse. Yeah, uh, yeah I was so, gonna say Adam is what I know him as. So th- this question comes from I was watching a streamer and uh, he uh, somebody popped in. And commented, you look like the Wish version of PewDiePie. And I looked at the streamer and I'm like, holy shit, he does. And he's like, oh, this is no insult. It's just, it's it's a funny thing to say. And then I'm like, oh, that's a fantastic, like, kind of comment or insult. So, for me, I was always Jack Black. I was always Wish Jack Black. Uh, now that I don't have hair, I don't really know if I fit the Jack Black. Uh, and uh, 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 if, Ooh, if, Wish Axon Bronson. <laughs> Do you know who Axon for- Bronson is? No, is that a wrestler? No, it's a he. He is a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> I looked him up. <laughs> yep, yep, I can see that. I can see that. Yep. I, I, I would also say maybe wish Maddie Matheson. Oh, I was. That's what I was gonna say next because because Action Bronson does some cooking stuff too, and yeah. I was like, oh, Maddie Matheson. Maddie Matheson doesn't have a beard, the- but jovial. Say, yeah. wish version of a celebrity what is that what are you saying with, with the wish modifier so, there what is that so, so wish is you, like the cheap knockoff chi- for, like oh, exported like, oh, from like china the, for a dollar god yeah it. so, okay, so if somebody were to go to wish and hire a celebrity yeah. they would get you instead who are you the celebrity that dude from they might be giants yep that's uh, a great choice yeah. Conan O'Brien. Okay. Mm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's was a gimme. Yeah. Yeah, people, people, people created a Facebook group about me when I was like 13 or 14 or whatever <laughs> Facebook was around that said, like, doesn't Matt Kazan look like Conan O'Brien? And there were there was like double digit people inside of it. Like, not, I'm not going to say like 20, 30, but there were definitely two numbers next to the number of people who were in this group. And uh, I, I suspect, even though I, I think my, from a visual standpoint, I'm no longer in the Conan O'Brien vein. I think again that sort of leads to the wishiness of it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tim? What are you the wish version? Of? <laughs> I have. I've got. I've got one for you, but I want to hear what you. <laughs> if, you, if you say an Oompa Loompa, I fucking quit. No, the Oompa Loompa is the wish version of you. Hey. <laughs> ah, one of the munchkins from the Lollipop Guild. Got it, got it, got it. I used to legitimately do that imitation when I was younger, like, a lot. We represent the Lollipop Guild. Yeah. Tim's, um, Tim's wrestling entrance music is... <laughs> I no, I had our wrestling team run out to uh Kryptonite because it was like a great hype song. It's not bad. Um 
I want to say Jason Statham, but it's not. Mm. And the only other person I can think of maybe while looking at relatively current pictures of them is, uh, where'd he go? Where'd he go? No, not that ass hat. Woody Harrelson. Okay. Woody Harrelson. That's I would give you wish Jason Statham. I would give uh, you yeah. wish Jason Aww. Statham. Yeah. Statham's, Statham's pretty good. Yes. I was going to say David Draymond from Disturb. Ooh, <laughs> I like that one. I like it. I like it. Sta- I Statham, I think, is a better pick. But that was going to be mine. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's got that operatic voice, too. Like, you know. This is... yeah, I don't have an operatic voice. <laughs> right. But again, wish. Uh, oh, no. yeah, correct, correct. <laughs> you're right, you're right. You do have a, because you have a good voice. Like I'm not, I'm not necessarily going to say it's Dave Draymond, but like you, dude, you're the closest person I know who's got David Draymond's kind of uh, delivery. Yeah, yeah. Pipes. I mean, it just depends which part of the song we're doing. Yeah, <laughs> not the ooh, ah, 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 necessarily, ooh, ah, ah, ah. but the <laughs> ten thousand fists part, sure. Yeah. All right. I like the I like the selections we have. So we got Wish Jason Statham, Wish guy from They Might Be Giants, uh, <laughs> Wish Conan O'Brien. I had one for Sean, but I can't remember his. Fucking yeah, I, uh, Jack Black is probably the most notable person that we've chosen for me. So we'll go with Jack Black. Yeah, there's definitely another mm-hmm. one for Sean too. Hmm. I am. Um. Incomparable. <laughs> incomparable. I, so these celebrities are the wish version of me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. All right. Let me get one in that's not the serious question here. Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. <laughs> this is, oh, we'll get a, There's a couple of fun ones I have on here. So, um, what place. Or thing, or or show, or whatever it is, has officially pick your metaphor. Jump the shark, lost the plot, gotten over its skis, whatever it is. And the reason I bring this up is because uh, I was uh, at a, a Wawa last uh, earlier this week and stopped and uh, got myself a cup of coffee, and uh, they were giving out samples of their new pizza. And uh, Wawa's serving pizza right now, and I had a bite of it. And let me tell you, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. It's perfectly. It okay. is super okay. It is perfectly right down the middle. But I was just looking at it, and like I'm, I'm thinking about the the, <clears throat> the humble origins of Wawa uh, as a local deli and convenience store. And now suddenly we're serving burgers and fries and pizza and and pot roast and and souffle. And I'm making up the last couple, but I'm telling you, it's on their radar. Um, they did so, have. They tested egg bites. They did not go well. Egg bites. Egg bites were Egg bites. great, though. I love those things. But that's uh, they tested, that's really they did not go well, and that got brought out. But also, right. if we're talking hum- humble beginnings, they used to do ice, and that was ice. it. It's like, ice. chop and up giant they, chunks of ice. And then they were a genuine, like, deli. Yeah. Like, you would go to Wawa, mm. like, you would get the sandwich, you would go and be like, I'd like a pound of cheese. Like, like I'd like ham and turkey and all that. And you make your own sandwiches back at your, at your house. But now it's like a little bit of everything. And like, that, that was the pizza thing. I was like, okay relax like the the pizza burgers fries thing like wawa had in my mind gotten a little bit over their skis uh with with some of the selection that they're going for Mm. so what place or store or or 
show or establishment has has sort of jumped the shark in your mind or or, or gotten lost the plot a little bit? The Rookie. I didn't watch it. The Rookie, it. the TV show? The TV show The Rookie with Nathan Fillion. It starts okay. out, Nathan Fillion is 40, 45. He's older, and he becomes a rookie police officer. And it's about him being a rookie police officer. Uh, it jumps the shark sh- so much with how the show progresses that they literally make fun of itself in the writing. Because he gets caught up in the most insane, ridiculous, no cop would ever get caught up in these scenarios, scenarios, pretty much almost every episode. To the point where they start calling him Mr. Unlucky, and he's had the most eventful rookie year every anyone ever has. Uh, to the point where there was an episode where him and several, him still being a rookie police officer, and several other la police pd police officers went to ecuador to rescue one of their kidnapped lapd police officers <laughs> that it was apparently above board ecuador it was apparently above board they act they were legally allowed to do this that's not um, how that works <laughs> the most the rule book says that that's the not LAPD even how extradition works like what the yeah. the final episode of the past season um was them being targeted because another big crime is supposed to be happening at the beginning of season of the next season like it is like them as in the LAPD themselves are being targeted because it's and and the the main villain who doesn't show up till the very end of the episode is using a different character who was introduced in the first season and was a one-time character who just got arrested for elder abuse. Um, was using Spoilers. this person, uh, was using this person as a uh, well now as a uh, like an alibi, so that they would be distracted with them, so that this main villain could go do something else in L.A. Uh, it was. It's just. It's bonkers how over the top this show has become. And it originally was billed as, oh, Nathan Fillion is the rookie cop, or he's 45 years old, and he's just working in LAPD as the first-year rookie. And now it's like, oh, no, uh, he is in gunfights every other day, and um, doing plainclothes work as a first-year rookie, because apparently they do that. It's, oh, my God, I got so mad how over-the-top this show came but it's Nathan Fillion. I know, and that's why I watched it. And then it oh. just... And then they went to Ecuador. And I was like, this is fucking bad. It makes no sense. <laughs> the Fonz showed up. And <laughs> literally jumped a shark with his yeah. motorcycle. Whoa. Yeah. Like, not to keep ranting, there was an episode where Nathan Fillion's character's mom died. And so he goes back to home to like clean out his mom's house and he brings his uh girlfriend his girlfriend or fiance um who is a taekwondo instructor firefighter uh army reservist and his mom apparently was selling drugs and nathan fillion gets into a firefight in his mom's house shooting several people defending himself and the cops say all right go home we'll see you next time you come out not, oh, we have to investigate, you can't leave town. It's just, 
all right, go back to L.A. We don't want to see you anymore. Rich, what you don't understand is all cops are bastards. <laughs> I know. I know this. I don't think that's Rookie cops, fun. no exception. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next jump the shark is that he has a crisis of identity in season mm-hmm. eight or whatever it is. Well, just, they what they, they had they they during during the season of a cab like when when all the the, um, the season of a cab <laughs> during when well, it's the you summer know what I mean. of a cab in, in it's like 2020 hot girl summer it's a cab summer yeah. the 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 2021 season the one black rookie was having a crisis of should i be a cop or not uh and they ended up killing him off oh so, good <laughs> Yeah, wonderful. <laughs> Solves that problem. Well, Please he, tell me that he existed on the show before the the. He existed. He, he he existed on the, he was on the show before 2020 and everything. Yeah. They killed him off because the actor wanted to leave because he didn't want to be a cop on a TV show anymore because of a cap. But mm-hmm. still, instead of like giving him an honorable leave, they're like, "Oh, we're gonna shoot him in the back while we kidnap this person and bring her to Ecuador." Oh, he was part all of the comes Ecuador. Back to Ecuador. Like, yeah, it was all oh. part of the Ecuador. It was oh, yeah. Always coming back to Ecuador. Tough sledding. Sure is a shame that LAPD got their jurisdiction expanded to Ecuador. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tim, what's something that jumped the shark? Uh, before I answer the question, the thing I kept trying to figure out of uh, for Sean as a wish is less of Sean is the wish version of this person and more of this person is a wish version of Sean, mm-hmm. which is uh, Grant, o- Grant O'Brien. Grant O'Brien. Yes. From <laughs> College Humor. Or Keith is, uh, Haversberg. No, Grant O'Brien. <laughs> They're the same person. They're not. <laughs> I've seen that clip as well. It's fine. It's fine. But Grant O'Brien is the wish version of Sean. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. Because it's it's just like he's trying too hard. Honestly, he's just trying too hard. Uh, Whereas Sean is effortless. Effortless. Um, Jump the Shark. um, The only show I can think of. Well, not the only show. But the show that came to mind and I like went out of my way to start rewatching it just to be mad at myself that I wasted so much time rewatching it is the blacklist. Mm. So the blacklist has nine seasons and I remember really enjoying it when it came out. Um, and it was very, very good. And then I got to like the end of the first season or like partway through the second season. And it was like, all right, this is getting a bit too weird, too unrealistic. But I, I pushed through it, and that's when I stopped watching it. Started rewatching it years later, i.e., this year. Um, and it just got to the point where it's like every like three episodes, the main character, who is a female FBI agent, she's supposed to be like a behavioral analysis, but also is a field agent. I don't know how the fuck that works. Um, and. She she is forced to have to interact with the FBI's most wanted, number one man who turned himself in and will only talk to her. But why? And the whole dynamic there. And like every four episodes, it's just she gets real pouty. And it's like, I'm not talking to you. Fuck you. And then the very next episode is, well, someone's going to die unless you talk to him. 
fine, I'm talking to you because I have to, but I still fucking hate you. And then it's like, oh, you were right the whole time. I'm so sorry just for the next episode to be like, nope, you're a fucking liar. I fucking hate you. And it's like, can we stop? <laughs> like this is you've done this trope so many times that it just doesn't make sense. Like not only is it boring and unoriginal, but at some point you have to realize that every every like not coming to God moment, but just like, oh, I now understand all these things I didn't understand before. At some point you have to realize that he's probably not telling you something for very specific reason. That is, in fact, for your benefit, even if you want to know. Because every time you know, you fuck it up, you make it worse, and then you're wrong all along. And then you just go like, save me, not my dad, but also maybe my dad, but probably not my dad. My dad. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Like, it's just... it. And I'm like halfway through the fourth season, and I was just like, no, fuck this show. I'm mm-hmm. done. This is... I'm not doing this whole fucking song and dance again. Mm. You'll be back. Mm-hmm. I will be back. Sean, what's something that uh, has lost the plot, jumped the shark, whatever it might be? Uh, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic that. Universe. I think at overall, I think it did such a good job up until. Uh, the I guess Infinity War one and two, but then like they're announcing movies so far in advance, there are no stakes anymore. Yeah, you know it I kills mean? it. Yeah, like it's like okay, there, there's a new, there's always going to be a new, like big bad that's trying to destroy the universe or whatever, but like there's going to be fourteen more movies that we know it, that we know happen. So like. It just, there isn't any reason to watch anymore because there's no stakes. And also there's this weird thing that they do that like, I did, if you watch the movies in the theater, you won't probably notice, but like they build in applause breaks to the movies. So like, there's like, they're like dialogue is really weird. And like the people will enter the scene and just not do anything for like 30 seconds and then start going. And so I think it's just, it's just like they've become bad movies. Like they're just not, I don't like they are entertaining movies, but they're not good. Like I think like the winter soldier was like a really good spy movie. Mm -hmm. And like, and I just don't feel like they're doing that anymore. They're just making the same movie over and over again. They're not doing like niche things anymore. So it's just not, maybe they haven't jumped the shark. It's just, uninteresting no i think they have coming coming from someone who still goes to see them in theaters you're absolutely right like they have their the movies have become very formulaic um and then they also they i feel like jumping the shark with the mcu is uh black panther wakanda forever they tried to go too far and do too much with that movie and put it three and a half hours long um i that movie's three and a half hours long I, I might be over exaggerating a little bit, but it's at least two hours and forty five minutes, if not three plus hours. I can't one hundred percent remember how long the movie series, is, man. but Learned it felt it. like it was seven hours long. Yeah, two, two hours, hours forty one minutes. Yeah. How long? Cowards, come on! I saw me and both me and Sean both go to Google, and it's like, who's gonna get there? Yeah. How long was it? 
two hours and 41 minutes okay but it's It's, still like if that is that is that is an hour and i think that's an hour longer than their shortest movie which no an hour and eight minutes longer than their shortest movie no an hour longer than their shortest movie which was the marvels it just released at at an hour and 41 minutes Mm. um but I still see them in theaters. I enjoy them. And I completely agree. Like, they're formulaic. They they did the big bed. And the, when they did Infinity War and Endgame is when they jumped the shark. They did the big bed. And it was good. And it worked. But ever since then, it hasn't been hitting. So I would think the seeds of their downfall started at Age of Ultron, personally. Um, because... Age of Ultron is when I I walked out of the theater and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to see another Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Because that's when they started going for funny. They started de-emphasizing, like, or, or not, not so much de-emphasizing the action and the overall plot, but they started to just shamelessly try and put humor in every scene. Yeah. Like blatant and just like not actually funny. Um, sometimes and everything got worse from there the only reason that i think it survived up to the infinity wars because i still had the same problem with every movie up to that point was the stakes mm-hmm. which are no longer which are gone <laughs> because well, it's the, like here are the next seven movies guys and, and the and the stakes that they're trying to build are not there anymore because they have to fire Jonathan Majors and get a new Kang if they're going to keep going with the Kang storyline. <laughs> That's they literally bes- Jonathan Majors is done. He's gone. He's not Kang anymore. Besides the point. Besides the point, and it's it's real funny because <laughs> it, it, in the hard in the hard hands and disagree. Um, I was going to say the only recent movie in the MCU universe that hasn't been doing that didn't do a whole lot of that and was actually a good standalone movie because I thought it had a lot of depth was Wakanda forever. So <laughs> we disagree for very different things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just that I think, I think the lack of stakes, the fact that you already know, uh, well, there's going to be like six more. There's going to be this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. That's- like if, if, if we didn't have that, I would still probably go to the theater to see these. But like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in no rush to see Mar- the Mar- the Marvels. I yeah. didn't see Ga- Guardians three yet. Yeah, and, and I don't know and, when I'm going to because I just don't care. Loki that's, came. That's, I loved Loki. Great, great first season. I haven't seen season two, but also just because of the nature of the internet these days, I already know the end. So yeah, I no longer care. Uh, and that's that's also like it's showing in the box office. They are not hitting like Marvel's is one of their higher rated movies of, in a while, but it's still barely making their money back at this point, at least as of last week. Like I think five nights at Freddy's still made more money than the Marvel's did in theaters. And I heard it sucked. What five nights at Freddy's or I Marvel's? heard it was terrible. Which one? five nights at Freddy's. Okay. Uh, I, heard fi- I, I heard Freddy's was terrible except for like three people who was just like, you were always going to say this movie was great regardless of what came out. So I do not trust you. <laughs> I've, I've heard people say the five nights at Freddy's is really good, but most of them are five night at Freddy's fans. 
that probably would have always said it. I'm not 100% sure, though. I, I want to watch it, but I don't have any connection to Five Nights at Freddy's, so I don't really care. The lore is great. But... Yeah. Matt, what I'm do you think's Jump the Shark? Where he said Wawa. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to blame myself a Marvel outsider because I did enjoy the movies for a long time, but I, I, I'm not particularly, uh, I don't have a particular affinity for them anymore. Uh, if, if you'll allow me, the relative outsider's perspective on on why the Marvel series has sort of lost the plot a little bit. Use all the good heroes. <laughs> Gone now. Mm-hmm. Spider Man. I mean, Spider Man is still, I guess, he's still well, and that's, a plot there. That's... Like Hulk not doing anything. Iron Man dead. Um, you know, Captain America old. Uh, X Men mysteriously don't no, exist. No, Captain America's black reason. now. Well, that's the thing. They're bringing they're bringing they're bringing the X Men into the mcu because they don't have anything else at this point well they're they're all out they're out of it because the, 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 all the movies that are coming out it's like the but what about madam like, web okay that's a sony madam movie that's not even mcu that's sony uh, shang chi <laughs> okay like shang chi was a good movie but i was like I'm, all right cool shang chi I'm, I'm aware of <laughs> that was kind of my takeaway too but i loved him as an actor for that yeah, it was a good movie. Like it was a, it was a perfectly good movie. Aquafina killed it for me. Like I, I, just, I don't good. find her funny. I hate Aquafina, <laughs> but I loved Shang Chi, and and that's the thing. A lot of these movies are good standalone movies, in in, in the sense of that's the other part of it. It's the same way why people don't like Coheed. Is like you feel like oh my god, I didn't watch, I didn't watch WandaVision. So and I did watch WandaVision, but it's like oh my god, I missed this series, <laughs> so I don't know what's going on with. X movie because I don't understand all the threads that are going into it or I don't understand it's 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 an dense it's a dense thing mm-hmm. that you have to sort of penetrate yeah. at this point and you now are working off the fact that you don't have like some of the more recognizable heroes at your disposal because their arc is done their arc is over with like you, you've you've accomplished you, their their story has been told but I to, to also there's a multiverse of- in everything now and it's like well why does anything matter anymore when there's six thousand more spider-man in another universe or whatever yeah also to kind of counter the like they're not interconnected all the big characters are gone uh when the mcu started iron man captain america they were considered their b-list heroes like marvel's b-list heroes at the time like every the names the names people knew were Mm -hmm. spider-man iron man had a the x-men the fantastic four yeah, but what so did. What are you did... talking about? No, <laughs> <laughs> like they they were. In whose world, Rich? It... Rich in Spider Rich... Spider Man, Iron Man, for... Hulk. No, those come... are the three. I'll come to bat for Rich that that they Iron Man is is a household name now because of the Iron Man movies. Same like, with Captain America. Was, like... Yeah, he wasn't. They weren't like. They they were be, they were. I would say well, they're by that argument. None of them, but Spider Man were. Yeah, well, all of the ones that they that they had that were A-list, the they Hulk, sold to they had Sony. a cartoon about it, a, yeah. a show about it in the 60s. They, they, had, they had Spider-Man, X-Men, and, and the Fantastic Four. Those were the names people knew back before the MCU. The reason they went with these characters with the MCU, with the Captain America, the Iron Mans, were because those were the rights that they had. And now that those actors have basically aged out of those characters, they're mm-hmm. trying to bring these new B-list act characters into it, because that's what they have now. Because they already used their, the, yeah, the, they're, these... they're 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 dredging the C list now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I I think um, 
to to their detriment the problem because people's attention span is so short it's less that they are lesser known and it's more that they're trying it, it feels like they're just trying to rush through their origin story to get to something else that mm-hmm. it's like all right well you spent mm-hmm. all this time doing all this origin story for characters that people actually knew yeah. but you're rushing all these characters they- that no one fucking knows um or very a uh, handful of people know, and on top of that, you're completely changing their backstory into something dumb. Yeah. So why? And, and so they, then they, it's like you're rushing through a dumb, made-up backstory that doesn't actually make sense, is different from any canon that anyone who could relate to that character, and then just off to something else. It's like the origin doesn't matter. It's like the origin is everything. Mm-hmm. How do you think this franchise fucking? started you had to have separate franchise starting things for each fucking character in order to do this and now you're just like nah we're gonna put like seven in this one yeah and they they don't want to spend the 10 years again to build up for secret wars the next big event secret wars is supposed to happen in three years and that's like but you already I'm have, already not looking forward to it. It's going to suck. And, and it's like you, but you've got Ka- the the Kang Wars or whatever Kang stuff is going to be in the next two years. So how are you supposed to have such big events again? It's it's the rookie. Like how how are they dealing with all this world ending shit every fucking year? It's that's not it's not possible. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. Yep. Jump the shark totally. Yeah. Glad we're all on the same page. <laughs> I love them. I love the movies, but I totally agree. Like they've definitely dropped in quality, and it's it's the fan it's it's Fast and the Furious to me now. It's just it's popcorn movie that I love seeing the action and laughing at. Family, Fast, Fast and the Furious also jumped the shark. <laughs> He's jumped several sharks, I'm sure. I mean, honestly, after after Tokyo Drift, it was just like, please stop. the The <laughs> last one, they went to space in a car. So, hell yeah, man! With their family. I don't even I don't know, know what number one. Please don't tell me. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. But the point is, after three, it was bad. So nine fast, nine furious. Fast ten, your seatbelts. <laughs> it better. It better be. It's not. That would be so good. Oh, are, are are we just pull ripping things from the first episode of Escape the Game? Now is that what we're doing? I just that was one of the questions. You guys didn't oh. laugh enough at Fast 10 Your Seatbelts. <laughs> I, I loved good. it. I loved it. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Coming up to bat for my dumbass I'm sorry. I was, just, I was just like, holy shit. That was good. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I was looking at the uh, the roster for Marvel Superheroes, the video game from the mid-90s, which I think colors my opinion of the popularity of these characters because I knew Iron War Man Machine needs America bigger guns. Movies. War Machine was mm-hmm. not in that game. The reason they had War Machine in later games because they lost the rights to Iron Man, but they were like, well, let's just make his sprite black. He's in Marvel vs. Capcom 2. That's all that matters because sure that's is. one of my two favorite fighting games they, of all time. That's right. They added they added War Machine and Iron Man because they were like, we're going to lose the Marvel license in six months. Let's make a game with every character we can think of. <laughs> let's go. Gonna take you for a ride. Uh, all right. I think that's everybody, right? We got all mm-hmm. our questions in. We yeah, I think so. We did it. Well, good. Let me let you all know where you want to li- if you want to listen to more episodes of Brose. And why the hell wouldn't you at this point? I mean, you just listen to that scintillating conversation. You want to hear more? We've been doing this for fucking five years now. Five years? Six years? We've been doing this for six years now? No, uh, five years. Five years. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. Anyway. 
for for like 20,000 years we've been doing the Brose <laughs> podcast and you can listen to every episode we've ever done on every major podcasting platform go back and listen to it but if you want to find out when our latest episodes are dropping uh, you can either subscribe to us on those major podcasting platforms or follow us on social media we're on X at Brose underscore podcast Facebook at Brose podcast or on Instagram at Brose underscore podcast and if you like listener Charlie Bram want your question answered on the air you can email it to Brose questions at gmail.com that's Brose questions at gmail.com Special thanks, as always, to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions, to Tess Riley for editing our show, to Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo and variants on our logo. Uh, you can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. All right, it is time for plugs and social media handles and all that good stuff. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, check me out on X at uh, B underscore Walnuts, and you can check me out on Twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts, where I'm video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday with Baldur's Gate, co-op games with Timmy, and see if they use, and maybe something special with Xeno Alien. We'll see if that works out. Sean O'Brien, what about you? Uh, you can find me on X at Hey It's SOB, and if you want to see me throwing Frisbees, you can do that at OB Disc Golf everywhere, pretty much. Tim Hansen, what about you? You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Tim <laughs> Hansen. Spell it like Mbop. Um, you can find our bros Steven and Charles in their new podcast, Escape the Game, where they do like challenge, like their thought experiences, thought experiments from their previous show, but like as challenges with points where the points don't matter, and all it is is bragging rights uh, with their guest. Uh, people from their show that they've put a few episodes out about um completely unrelated self plug if you would love to hear some strapping gentlemen sing some wonderful christmas tunes of a large variety to you in the middle of philadelphia then you should go to the christmas village in love park uh on december 9th at 6 p.m to hear after the bar philadelphia's premier all-male acapella group uh, to hear us uh, serenade you with some beautiful, beautiful music. Uh, or if you can't do December 9th, try December 15th. It's Friday at uh, 8 p.m., also in Love Park. Let, let, let us serenade you. Make some you new friends. That, uh, Christmas Village, John, they've got going on down there? That Christmas Village, John, yeah, we're singing. Dude, the Christmas Village in Philly is tight. That's very, that's a that's primo <laughs> location for you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, there's another day that I am also singing there with uh, the Holy Ghost Choir. I think it may, it might actually also be December 9th, just earlier in the day, which will make me laugh a lot. Rest up um, that voice, baby. Yeah, so yeah, I'll be singing at Christmas Village three times this winter. Nice. Yeah. You can follow me on Twitter at X at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. Uh, and I will once again plug Alex Casnell and the board of directors, my brother's band, which you can find on bandcamp.com. They are putting out a new uh, short album soon called Parachutes, a proper EP with uh, a full band that recorded by each of the individual uh, band members themselves, as opposed to just Alex doing the Dave Grohl thing where he just goes and plays every instrument. Uh, they got a great live show as well. So if you're interested in seeing where they're touring, if you happen to be 
closer to the Midwest area. Uh, you can look up their dates on bandcamp.com as well. That's Alex Casnell and the board of directors. Little Birdie told me that they're playing in Pittsburgh sometime in the next couple of months. So, uh, so maybe scope that out if you're interested in playing in the Berg. Might even be at Mr. Small's. Genuine oh, show at Mr. Mr. Small's. Small's. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so scope that out at, uh, Alex Casnell on the board of directors, uh, and check out their Bandcamp page, but they're available on all major streaming platforms as well. If you want to just stream their music too, that's it, everybody say goodbye to the gentle listeners. Bye. 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 Or Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet and Sean O'Brien, the entire action moves team. My name is Matt Casnell reminding you all to be smart.